So I've been thinking about this lately. Have you ever had a time or a situation where you became mad at God? Like you were mad, you were irritated, you were, um, you had resentment, you didn't understand. You were even like just, you were ticked off, you were not happy and you were mad. Kind of like a kid would be mad at their parents for not um, letting them have their way. And um, have you ever had that? Because I know that in having that, sometimes you can experience shame because you feel like, how could I be mad at God? (laughs) And then you withdraw, right? But ultimately, hopefully, you come to realize that God actually can handle your anger. He can handle you being pissed off. He can handle the words that you might say that aren't always those honoring words that you want to say or those churchy words. Um, He can handle all of that. And hopefully, you come to that understanding that um, even when you're mad, even when you don't understand because something happens in your life that surprised you or shocked you that you can still bring all of that to him and he'll love you through it I mean he just loves us through it that's all that just like a good parent would and if you haven't experienced that or you don't know that he can handle your anger and love you through anything even when you're mad, even when you want to withdraw from him, that he'll be there when you come back or when you get out of your little tantrum, if it's a tantrum you're throwing or if you're just genuinely hurt and offended and disappointed and he can handle all of that. That's how amazing he is. God is amazing. I just want to put that out there. So y'all ready? Let's go. Just when you saw it going wrong, moving through you all alone, it, it was your blessing. His plan. Love manifested. Hello, hello, and welcome. My name is Shahara. Welcome to the Love Manifested podcast, where we have authentic conversations, um, hoping to inspire, encourage, and empower you in seeking your personal relationship with God. We believe that God is love, so that it's his very purpose and nature and the makeup of his character. And our hope is to illuminate God's love manifested and each other so that we can see better, having more spiritual vision and discernment, um, choose better in the decisions that arise today but impact our tomorrow, and be better all around for ourselves and those who we do life with. And we do that by authentically sharing our experiences with you. 
And so on the podcast here, we do have a heart culture and a love culture, introducing our guests by their heart and not by titles, because I just feel like, as I've said in every podcast before, titles don't tell us about a person's heart. They just tell us um, what a person does. It doesn't tell us about their character or anything that they're passionate about. You know, we can see their passion in their work, hopefully, but not all people show up as their titles, as we've seen in many, in various occasions. So um, today, I'm super, oh goodness, I am, um, I'm emotional, I think, to sit across from you today. Um, I am, I'm excited But I'm also just in awe, and I'm proud of the person I'm sitting across from. She is um, a very caring heart. She has a protective heart, Um, a heart that's always seeking knowledge and wisdom and and light and goodness. And um, she's always seeking truth and trying to figure out what it means for herself. She has a heart that's self-reflective. Um, she's loving, growing, and adventurous. <laughs> so I would love to introduce you all to my guest today. Her name is Aliyah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, precious. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here <laughs> and to be a part of your beautiful podcast. Aww, thank yes. you. I'm so happy you're here. Um we were talking before we got started that when we discussed this, God, it had to be a, maybe a, two years ago. Yeah. We were at lunch and we were talking about it and we got into the conversation. And I was like, we need to be recording this right now. Other young <laughs> ladies need to hear this right now. And yeah, here we are. We're here. Yep. It's here. We made it. So how we met. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I can tell this story because I think I met you before you met me. <laughs> Being the courageous young woman that you are. Um, so, Aaliyah is in her late 20s, and I knew her parents way before I even knew her. Um, but I did get a chance to, um, I don't know, wait, what you, you're born in 96. Okay, so it was maybe you guys are two years apart, you and your brother. Mm-hmm, two and a half. Okay, yeah. I think your mom was pregnant with AJ. Oh with my your brother. goodness! Yes, when I met when I not when I met her, but when I saw her and figured out who they were. I'm not going to get into the long, lengthy story of how our parents know each other, but it's in the field, in the line of work that they do, and they've loved each other for years. And I met them separate and independent of my parents so I didn't know wow that your your dad was a singer as well and um I just fell in love with them on my own accord I really had seen them and just one day she, we had the same hairstylist and I said I I see this couple come in after me all the time your mom's appointment was after mine and I was like oh my goodness look how he comes and like walks her in and walks her to the door and 
he he comes in with her his his wife you know and i was like what a nice beautiful i want i want my relationship mm. i want my man to love me like that up until then and i was like 11 or 12 wow up until then i had only seen my parents like and some of the people close to me you know mm-hmm. in their relationships like loving on each other like that right. but it's not so it wasn't such the norm so it really stood out to me. And the night that I found out that your parents and my parents knew each other, I was like, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's, like you're admiring this couple. And then like a day later, whenever you discovered yeah, it, it's it like, was wait. years later. It was about five years later. Oh my and I goodness. had seen her all these years, like three or four or five years going to the same hairstylist her appointment was always behind my wow and so i was like to my mom we were backstage at my father's show i told you i was gonna tell the story but i'll go ahead and tell it (laughs) so and i was like oh my gosh i know her she goes to my hairstyle and my mom's like i'm like who is that because now i'm seeing right he's backstage they're backstage you're like he has to be somebody he has to know my parents (laughs) she's like that's only yeah one of the baddest lead singers the temptations Mm. ever had and so um, I was like, what? He's a singer. I thought he was a basketball player. <laughs> See, he was tall. He always uh-huh. had his Letterman's jacket or some kind always of like leather. Always clean. <laughs> anyway, I think sh- your mom was pregnant at that show. And so when I met you, you were a little girl. And um, I used to always hang out with your parents all the time. Mm-hmm. And I got to watch you grow I got to watch you um, become a young little girl and hang out with you guys. And, and, uh, you know, I was at the house and seeing your little self running around and and, um, got to walk with you when your father passed. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a very difficult time, but that's how we met we met when you were small i met you before you knew me i know (laughs) right yeah it's true when they when i say you know people you matter to people you haven't even met yet Mm -hmm. and so who knew that your father would have um a situation and you that would be your story right um and that i would get to partner with you and your family and walk you guys through that time so that's how we met here we are and i've gotten i've been fortunate enough to sit back and witness you come into a young woman and go through your teenage years (laughs) (laughs) your adolescent years yeah Uh, you lost your father very early so you didn't just have teenage years as a teenage girl in la you had teenage years without Mm -hmm. without him trying to navigate that and now you're just in a different space and not that you were in a different well yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) what am i saying and i guess we kind of relate to each other very well not only because our parents were in the same uh, line of work Mm -hmm. but also that we lost our dads right early yeah and they just happened to be born on the same day isn't that something yeah it is so So, yeah, that's how we met, guys. Um, And I love her dearly. Um, We have spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. together. And I've helped, I think, in just being there. I've just wanted to be there for you. You always have, yes. And just, you know, just be available to Mm -hmm. you. 
And Roger, too. Uncle Roger. Uncle Roger! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's why I think I'm a little emotional to have you here, because you're not the little girl sitting across from me, which you haven't been that in many years, but right now it's real. I know. You're actually a young woman, and came in looking all business ready because she was out handling her business today. <laughs> I have some things to take care of. <laughs> and I love that. So welcome. Thank you. I feel welcomed. Yes. And so we get into it. Um, I, I um, as you know, we have a very exciting time that we take part in here. And you know what time it is, Lily? Aliyah, sorry, excuse me. It's okay. <laughs> it's difficult sometimes not to call the. <laughs> Try to be professional here. <laughs> no, we're just authentically us. Um, so you know what time it is. It's that time. It's that time. It's that time. It's that time. It's time for love happy okay. hour. Yeah. Happy. Oh well, this is love happy hour, guys. It's the it's the point in our episode where we ask the guests to B Y O L, bring your own love, and so um, we want you to bring show us what you brought um, to share with our with me and with our audience today. And I'm just really excited because it's my favorite part. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, this this is a very um, a very meaningful um, thing to me. Um, I brought one of my favorite <gasps> pictures of my father. Oh. He signed this right before he passed away. I asked him for a personalized autograph, not even knowing this was, you know, in his transition to heaven. Um, something just, you know, told me, you know, you got to ask him for this. And... He signed it for me, and I have kept this near dear with me ever since, and this is my love. This is my first love. One of my first loves, my father, he represented love. He was always about love. If you ever met him, if you ever saw him, he just exuded that, and I think you would definitely say the same. Um, this just means a lot to me because anytime I'm having a bad day or I'm mm. struggling with something personal, I can always look at this picture and see his beautiful smile and just still feel that love, you know. Um, it's hard, you know, becoming a woman and not having a father, especially someone that loves you, a father that loves you and really cares about his family and is a is a a person of love and, and all of that. And, you know, it's hard to transition in life without that. Um, but I know he's always with me in spirit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having this specific picture, this helps me a lot. <sighs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, I did not want to make you cry. <laughs> but okay. this is the, the, the closest thing that I have. That you love. That so I love. I ask of, you to bring. Yes. That's why I say bring what you love. Yeah. And I had to kind of think outside of the box. I'm like, I could bring a material thing. I could bring, you know, but it wouldn't speak the way that this speaks to me personally. I think that's very special and I appreciate that. And I'm, um, I'm glad that you brought him into the room. Because, you know, he was a big jokester. I know. (laughs) And I can just hear a few things right now (laughs) as he's just cracking jokes. Right. 
and that smile and that particular picture right there (laughs) oh you guys this is special and um thank you thank you for sharing that something so special to you that you really love because that's what i i truly um want people to bring what they love yeah so yeah and everyone's brought different things and i think it's so special mm-hmm. so thank you thank you for, for allowing that. me to share this and put him right where i can see him because yeah. he needs to talk every <laughs> i mean he needs to put his little self right right, <laughs> right, there. right where we can see him <laughs> i think we can put him there you go stay up little homie <laughs> <laughs> He can be right by the teapot. I love that. Oh, he's here with us. He is. That's great. I love it. Thank you so much. Of course. And so, let's let's get um, (laughs) into our next part. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna say a word to you, and um, I want you to give me the first thing that comes to mind with this word and we're going to talk about it and tell me why okay and um it's funny because you just said the word and that's how i know it's your word oh wow so i want i want to i want to know what comes to mind and then we're going to talk about how this relates all the way through and your word Aliyah, is becoming mm. it's becoming becoming Um, I would say another word that comes to mind with that is transition. Mm -hmm. Transition can can mean like, you know, you're transitioning from a certain relationship. It could mean you're transitioning from a certain um, personal traumatic experience. Yeah. Um, It can literally mean transitioning from, you know, teenage years to an adult adulthood yep it can mean a lot of things there's a lot of transition Mm -hmm. in in becoming and like i just want to talk a little bit about how that's been for you because like i said um having a different type of uh a different type of walk right Mm -hmm. so when you are um transitioning when you're becoming you know from how old were you when he passed i was 13 and I'm 26 now, so what is that? Yeah, 12 years. Yeah, 12 and a half. Yeah. Wow. And so he, yeah, because we're coming on the anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um. So what was that like for you as a 13 year old? It was very hard. It was very very hard to continue to you know try to have a normal life. Try to still you know, maintain a smile on your face, maintain that, you know, that youth of growing up. And, you know, I, I would not, I wouldn't say I was robbed from it, but, you know, that took a a huge toll in my life personally. I felt like I had to grow up a little faster. Um, There's things that, you know, I needed to do, you know, for myself to, you know, get over that and and transition from that, you know, it was very, very hard um, to continue to go to school and continue to see, Mm -hmm. you know, my friends that had their their dads. It was, I had a moment of of resentment to God. I had moments of resentment to just people, you know, 
um yeah. why did this happen to me why did my dad why did why was it him like why right you know i had so many questions and i was so young and i couldn't understand it you know or um or get through it in a mature matter, yeah. you know? Well, because you were only 13. Now, 13. You were maturing. Right, and not exactly. Even clo- you were on the beginning of maturing. Exactly. There's probably a puberty happening at that time. Oh, yeah. I was literally graduating from junior high to high school, you know? And those yeah. are very prominent years for a young woman to have their father in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that it has allowed me to make different decisions that I probably wouldn't have made if my dad was here. Of course. Um, but I say all that that to say, you know, I had to go through those things to get to where I'm at today, you know? Um, And, you know, everybody goes through things. Everybody loses people in their life. But it's it's up to you to figure out how you're going to continue to, you know, live life and to show that person, you know, the respect that you would show them if they were still here or, you know, to continue to make them proud or, you know, there's so many things that... You know, you have to choose for yourself in order to transition from that that loss. Because you can either dwell in it Mm -hmm. or you can pick yourself up and, you know, see the beauty. I know it's not it's not a beautiful thing to lose somebody, but it it is a beautiful thing to know how to come out of it and to really learn how to still operate in love and still operate in human you know in in life yeah you know um but it was very very hard for me and it still is you know i still deal with personal things yeah and from that listen he's been gone 12 my father's been gone 20 this year will be 20 years and i still yeah yeah it's not as frequent that i have those down days or i have you know, I just went through a season where um, it was a challenging, it, I don't call it challenging, it was a faith building season that I just went through. And I just, every day, I just wanted to talk to him, I just wanted him. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't feel like that goes away. Mm-mm. You will always have those moments where you want to um, speak to them hear their voice and we're very fortunate both of us because we have multiple recordings both audio and visual recordings Mm -hmm. of our fathers everybody doesn't have that but now with with the phones and the technology that we have Mm -hmm. more people will have that exactly but everyone prior to like you know the apple age Mm -hmm. the iphone age the android age they don't have so much they have like those little camcorders and stuff if they were able to get one or if they still have it yeah you know so we're lucky that we get that you know but um no that never goes away Mm -mm. i feel like um i always say grief is is not something people say It, it 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 um you know it takes time and Time heals all things. I don't know if I believe that. Mm-mm. I believe that with time, grief loosens its grip. Exactly. Because it has us in a chokehold mm-hmm. when we're first experiencing it. It may loosen its grip, but we never stop completely Mm-mm. feeling the pain Mm-mm. and the, and the, and the sadness over that loss. The initial impact is not there. Yeah. Because that's the hardest one, the first impact. But there's residuals left over, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah. And we're so blessed to have, like, you know, he had that little camcorder with him every... Oh, my dad, too. He took that everywhere he went. So we're just... (laughs) Like, Daddy, when did you have a chance to at least, like, enjoy the moment? You're literally just recording everything. But I'm so happy we had that because if we didn't have that, I mean, we'd have, you know, obviously his shows and stuff, but the personal family moments were able to... (laughs) I'm I'm laughing because I'm thinking of a time... I had to be, I had to be, um, oh goodness, I was probably, um, I was tiny, maybe five or six, Aww. I don't know, it was our first time, because my, my parents, they, you know, back then, um, I'm born in the 70s, and he hit in the 70s, mm-hmm. like the beginning of his career with my mom first, and then with him, was early 70s, and I'm born, you know, in the later, and so, he couldn't go many places like they hadn't been they couldn't go to disneyland because the fans were too much right. and my dad very private mm-hmm. he wants to go somewhere and not be mobbed and that would happen mm-hmm. and then he they went to disneyland they had to leave oh, no. so he never got to go to disneyland Aww. that's like my favorite place oh and yours yes. on the earth. <laughs> literally on this earth <laughs> but, uh, but you're talking about the the movie the camcorders so my dad i'm like i got i don't know i'm fi- i'm still in a stroller so i gotta be four or five but i remember this he got this new camera and back then you know we got to the little camcorders but back then it was huge it was, it was a like one. a movie camera <laughs> it was like you sit it on your shoulder and he had a very nice jvc camera and he was so excited because we, we were gonna go to the zoo Aww. And it was our first time, me and my mom, and and you know, it, and everyone. It was our first time going to the zoo, and he had it at home. I remember <laughs> him pulling the camera out. He was so excited because they love their gadgets. These they two, really. If you guys understood how much these two were alike, and for oh me, I didn't find out they had the same birthday until after my father passed. So we had oh, wow. many years. Her father and myself. He was like a daddy figure mm-hmm. to me. And it was years after we were deep in our relationship that I found out they had the same birthday. Oh, wow. So anyway, he's taking his this camera, and he's so excited. He's going to go to the zoo, and he's gonna. he loved King Kong, the movie. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, we're going to go see the gorillas. That's all he wanted to go see. Aww. And I, because I'm a daddy's girl. Yeah. Right? I just want to do what he wants of to course. do. Of course. Gorillas, yes, daddy, let's go. <laughs> we're going to go see Mighty Joe Young. And we're going to go see King Kong. And I'm little, and I remember that we were going, and he got we got out of the car, and he dropped. The, no, he dropped the camera no. before we got into <laughs> the park. Wait, I can I should not be laughing. Oh, I know he was heated, girl. He was hot. Oh no, fire. <laughs> You know how they I could get hot that. fire. I can imagine that. Don't mess with them. Don't say nothing. Just let them Have be a in that moment. <laughs> he dropped the camera and it broke. I oh, mean, it hit concrete no. like kablam. It broke and he was so mad that um, he, it just ruined his trip. Mm. So we went in. We looked at the monkeys. We didn't even get to video the monkeys. No pictures of me with the monkeys or anything because he dropped it before we got in. Did you hear the part where I said before Before. we got into the park? And that was the only time he ever went to the zoo. (laughs) That's why I was made. And my mom, you know, it was it was funny because the way because. My father was also very clumsy sometimes. 
and so I get kind of that way from him and like falling down all the time that was me I have um spoken life over my falling spirit so I have uh been delivered from the falling spirit in Jesus name (laughs) in Jesus name amen but yeah girl he dropped the camera before we even got into the park my goodness. And it just ruined. He he was not fun. He was, the party was over. It was done. He had his sad face on. He was not participating. Oh, but like, literally, that's not, like, that's something my dad would literally do. Like, forget it. And I remember, I remember the whole situation. Oh, my I remember goodness. it clear as day. I'm in my little blue umbrella stro- stroller. Aww. And I just remember his face, the explicit, explicit, explicit whoa <laughs> the bad words <laughs> i got completely tongue-tied explicitives that he was saying when he dropped it everything and it, oh. he never got to use it and oh. he had spent the little money that it cost for this brand new thing so he yeah. just wanted a little court corner <laughs> for the family so, yes but um yeah the uh, you know the things that they do the things but yeah you know those things those memories they're valuable and you mm-hmm. never forget them but i wanted to to just touch back on one something that you had said about sorry babe, about um the resentment because you do you feel and i don't i i'm i think i'm pretty sure it's resentment but sometimes it can for me it can feel even more like judgment for other people that have their dads especially Mm -hmm. girls that Mm -hmm. had their dads like after my dad's gone and i see you like not appreciate like i'm like i want you to appreciate every minute because you just don't know and and if i had what you you know if i could have one more hug one more minute one more second i was in my early 20s when i lost my dad so um and those are prominent years too they are and i just had a, a daughter she mm-hmm. was four you know and so tell me about that how it was at 13 for you to to feel like god because you're raised in the church mm-hmm. yeah so you know um who god is to you you have some understanding at 13 again mm-hmm. we're still defining and learning what that means for us right. but what it what was that like for you when you were having those feelings of resentment it was it was confusing for me because like you said you know i grew up in the church i grew up um and in, in a baptist school um yep. with those oh, beliefs right. you know and so you know you're always taught <clears throat> That, you know, everybody has their time, you know, everybody, everything happens for a reason, you know, um, it's their timing. But I'm like, I was just like, no, it wasn't his timing. And, you know, I was just, it's not his timing. Like, he was just, he was doing just fine. He always would come back from, you know, those low moments of his, of his illness. And um, when it happened, I'm just like, why would you do this? Like, why would you take, you know, someone who's so important in our in our family in our lives you know he was such a you know a a faithful man he we went to church every single sunday he was such a godly man and i'm like why you know um so it was it was just really hard to grasp the understanding of of understanding god's reasoning you know Mm. and at the end of the day God has a purpose for everything. We're yeah. not always going to understand it, right. but we should just respect it and know that God has a plan and his plan is always bigger than what we can even, you know, 
think or wonder. And to this day, I don't know what the plan is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it has shaped me, you know, in different ways. And I feel like if my dad was still here, I would be probably a completely different person. I don't wow. know, you know. I, I I feel like we would probably... To be honest, my dad was very protective over me when it yes, came to was. boys and, and guys. And yeah, you, you know, wouldn't have had nobody. Have, you wouldn't have even said be, boy. Right, right. <laughs> no, for real. And you know, who knows if you know? God knows everything. He knows. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So what if we would have fallen out? And, and later on, as I was getting old, you just never know what yeah, would have happened. Because you wanted to be a you're a grown true. woman. <laughs> like I am grown. I am grown. You ain't about to tell me I can't have a boyfriend. <laughs> Oh Lord! Um, no, I just—I really. <laughs> and he would have said, "Settle your damn nerves." Oh, he would have said more than that, and he would have <laughs> nothing would have been happening. Um, <laughs> but no. you know, the hardest thing that I had to do was. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm just thinking about him being here. Oh my oh, no. god! Oh, I love him so much. Um, oh. Was to forgive God. Mm. forgive you know forgiveness is something a lot of people it's the hardest thing for people to do yeah but it's one of the things that is needed in order for you to get that closure and to move on in life you know i'll never understand why my you know god why he had to pass away when he did and how young i was and you know it affected the family very tremendously but you know, I have to look at the the bigger picture of it all and, and, and just to forgive God and, and to really figure out a way to continue to live life and move forward and, you know, to keep him with me. You know, he's yeah. always in my heart, in my spirit. I always ask, you know, for him to, to come with to come to me in dreams, to speak yeah. to me. You know, he, I, I, I see him, not see him, I feel his presence. Yes. You know, um, I see him in my dreams. Um, he also sends us a lot of uh, signs yes. and license plates, hearts, yes. you know, he's love. Yes. And one of the first signs that he sent us, it said, Ali hearts us, literally I a, in a license that. plate. Oh my, gosh. my mom asked for a sign. That. You know, two days after he passed yeah, away. I remember that. Next morning, my mom um, opened up her phone to a, a message from a friend of ours. Yep. And it was a license plate, though. A car parked in front of their house. It was a random random car. Something told my friend's um, dad to go outside and look. Yep. And they saw the license plate. And it said, Ali, A-L-I, heart us. Yeah. And ever since then, he just always sends us those signs. And that's how I know. That's my dad. You know, yeah. my dad was love. Yeah. You know, and he sent those signs to me. He sent yeah. them to Uncle Roger. Literally to we this see day. Them. Yeah. To this day it's we still just see them. Funny. So, I mean, I say all that to say it 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 really I had to get to a point of forgiveness yeah. and understanding whether I liked it or not. Yeah. Because I'm like there's nothing I can do. I can't nothing's going to bring my dad back. You know, me being in this energy space isn't going to help me or anybody around me mm-hmm. if I continue to you know, um, express this hatred, not hatred, but just like resentment, yeah. it's not going to do anything for me. Yeah. So I had to really, really subconsciously make that decision to yeah. let it go. And it takes time. It does. Because anger, yeah. resentment, hurt, all of it, it, it takes, each one of those takes its own time mm-hmm. to dissipate and to move into a new space right. within Right. And so how do you think that, I mean, because I know, but um, how do you think that affected your faith? Because you had this resentment. 
how did you feel even having that? You know, did it make you feel a certain type of way? Like, because I know I, I talk to people and sometimes they're like, they're mad at God for whatever reason, be it a death or, you know, something happened that didn't go away that they anticipated or they were completely shocked or surprised about some life event. And they'll say, you know, I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad at God. And mm-hmm. then they have, like, there's a guilt or a shame. Or, you know, they just go through it and they learn, like, how did that affect your faith? Did you still, you know, what was that like? Um, I think it did affect my faith in my teenage years because um, that's when I lost him. Um, I, I, I didn't really want to um, practice my faith. I didn't want to, you know, um, be so joyous and, in, in, you know, honoring God in, the, in this moment of my life where I'm like, he took my daddy away from me, <laughs> you know, and of course, I was, I was <laughs> joyful joyful like right, how right and that was you know um the obviously the the immaturity in me you know i was still so young you know um not understanding it um <clears throat> in a perspective where i would probably understand it now like if i had lost my dad yeah in this moment in my life i would it would be a whole different thing but i just think that i was just running away running away running yeah. away yeah because i'm like i don't want to deal with it i don't want you know but then i'm like no i can't I can't continue to run away. I have to go to the source. I have to go and and you know ask God for forgiveness for how I reacted. I have to forgive God, you know, of taking my dad. I have to, you know, change my whole energy, you know, wow. to be able to move forward from it and to mm-hmm. let go of it, you know. I Resorted to, you know, trying things in high school, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but Which then, you probably were going to do anyway right. because that's what sometimes is the path yeah. of teenagers. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. But having a re- don't give us a reason when right. we're a teenager to be, you know, checking things out that we shouldn't be. Right. And trying things that we shouldn't be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It affected my, you know, it affected my, um, my choice in men. Men, Mm. like I was dating men. Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. You know? So. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just think I really had to, I had to really, take that time to let it go i had to let it go let go of the resentment it wasn't doing me any good it wasn't you know i was you know seeing different sides of me that i didn't like Mm. and you know i'm like no i can't i can't fault you know the the one the one source of love i can't fault that you know i'm saying like everybody has their time everybody has you know their day when it's time to transition and you know, of course, I wish my dad was still here and I wish he could stay here, you know. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And I just have to continue to um, continue to work on my faith, continue to um, exude love and kindness in the world and continue to um, really follow in my dad's footsteps as far as like, loving people and you know because he was such a a huge Mm. a huge lover like he was just 
just different. He wasn't like anybody else, honestly. You know, and I feel like I owe that to him. Um, you know, I, I have a purpose. I have, you know, things that I have to, I got to continue to do to keep him proud. So it's hard, you know, it, it can be hard, you know. As, us as humans, we tend to dwell on our current situations of frustrations or whatever. We get into those moments of still trying to understand things. But, you know, yeah. you just have to understand and trust God. You know, he has he knows better than us and figure out a way to continue to live life. So when you're becoming like, OK, so we've talked about this before, like how um, you did go through these transitions and you went through from, you know, this um, pubescent do- child into teenage child into your adulthood mm-hmm. and um, transitioning from everything in your life being one way to being completely flipped upside down and what it meant and you know he was such a present father he was mm-hmm. very present um, even though he was in show business I was going to say despite that he was still yeah and you know again we connect there Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was that's their nature. That's their love to be with their family, um, your dad and mine. Um, and so, um, as you've become in your becoming, because you are, it's like you're such a different person than you were then. Of course, we all are. We hopefully we grow. <laughs> Some people don't, but hopefully, but we're right. gonna get there. Right. We're praying for you. Um, but you know. <laughs> Just keeping it the way it ha- the way it is, um, but in your becoming and transitioning from even that, from the feelings of resentment into okay, you know, you and I have talked about that a lot. Like, I remember you would say, you know, okay, I I, I think, you know, I want to I want to get back into knowing God. Mm-hmm. I want to get back into understanding who he is and what it means and i think um i when i speak with young women who um i always tell them you know in the beginning of our life if we have been brought into a space of faith um a religion um if our parents or our grandparents brought us um you know when we're young we're cho- we're we're we don't drive so we're going along right. with they're they're taking us <laughs> right. somewhere um, but a lot of the women that I've sat with, they are transitioning from their teenage years into adulthood or just like getting their footing in adulthood. And they have to figure out, okay, yes, my parents took me to see who God is mm-hmm. or learn about, you know, faith. But what does that mean for me and my personality, my passions, my choices? who I want to be, who I think I am, because you think, I know you think you know who you are right now at 26. I don't. Girl, you're going to get there. (laughs) You know a lot more at 26 than you did at 16. That part. So um, I I often say, like, you get into that space where now you get to choose. And it was sweet that we had that conversation that day. Mm -hmm. And you were telling me the first time about, you know, I'm, I'm ready to to seek him and and church looked different for you at that time mm-hmm. you know it wasn't what you were grown up you know raised right. up doing but thank god you had that foundation right you you have we have what those of us that were brought to church and then there's those women that weren't brought to church and men that mm-hmm. weren't brought to church or they weren't brought into a faith uh space 
And so, and then they, they're curious mm-hmm. because our spirit, if it comes from God, it's going to be seeking Him. Right. And it's going to feel like, I got to, what is this? And so, in that transition, it seemed like you were able to really um, be more grounded and more solid. Because, like I said, as a kid, we're just doing what we think we're supposed to do and mm-hmm. how it's supposed to look. We want it to look right. Right. We don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to get, you know, right. disappoint somebody. So we're going to make that look the way we think the adults around us want it to exactly. look. Exactly. But it doesn't mean we necessarily believe in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when you come to me and you're like, I'm, I'm ready to like, I'm, I've been checking this pastor out and I've been, you know, reading my word and I've been seeking this and that. I'm just so proud of you. I'm like, yeah, because it means more, even more in your seeking, especially losing him and especially having that resentment. You went through that very early. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more people than are admittedly um, speaking that have those moments of resentment or anger towards God. Mm -hmm. And you got to have it super, super early in life. I did. You know, so I don't know if there was a question in that, but more um, just, uh, yeah, I, I guess there is a question like, how is that? What does that feel like? Because I feel like when we are tra- dealing with dark things, even if you're just a teenager and you never lost anybody, mm-hmm. right? We're dealing with these dark things and then we come into the light. Mm-hmm. There's warmth in the light, there's love. There's acceptance. And reassurance. Reassurance. Mm-hmm. When we didn't accept ourselves. Right. When we, didn't, when we were doubting ourselves. And so what, talk to me about, like, what's that transition been like for you? Because we haven't talked yeah. again about it. <laughs> I can see it all over you, and that's huge. And I really want you to understand that, and I want others to understand that. You can see. You can see it on people. Because it just, it's visible. Mm-hmm. When someone is choosing God, yeah, you can see it. So yeah. tell me what that was. Well, it, it honestly, I think I started to develop a better relationship with God after I stopped seeing him as like a, oh my gosh, I have to be perfect. And, 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 you know, before I, you know, talk to him or come to him, oh my gosh, like he's not going to accept me right now because I just did this crazy thing. And oh my yeah. gosh, like, you know, so there's all these expectations that you build for yourself it's like no like yeah was as soon as i saw god you know as love and as like a fa- like my father and like someone that wants the best for me and loves me and all- for all of me yes. that's when i was able to become more vulnerable with god and to become more bold with him in in what i'm what i'm wanting what i'm seeking you know and <laughs> yes. i i give him all of it you know yeah. i talk to him <laughs> as if i talk to you or i right. talk to my mom you know and I think just developing that personal relationship with God and not seeing him as like a, you know, an, you know, a, a beard in the sky. Right. More as <laughs> just like someone or something who wants the best for you, who has yeah. this this outstanding, you know, pour of love, love for you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so and it's not necessarily like finding, you know, a specific church or whatever. It's just finding that 
that relationship and that connection yeah. you know what i yeah. mean and it yeah. can be finding that connection while you're driving to work yeah it could be finding that connection while listening to a manifestation not a manifestation a, a meditation right, right, right or you know um anything that's spiritual you know and you'll know and you'll know that you're connected for me personally i know that i really connected with god um just having these conversations and when I start crying mm. and I start becoming emotional, I know that God is either present or he's trying to speak to me or he's pouring out his love to me mm. because I don't often, I don't tend to cry <laughs> while I'm praying or when I'm talking to God. Mm -hmm. But when I know I'm like, okay, he's here, he's present. He's showing me his love. Mm. I just feel it. It's, it's just, it's a, undescribable feeling, mm. but you know it when you feel it, if that mm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, just get vulnerable with him. Like, mm. you know, show him your authentic self. Like, don't don't be scared to show him all of you. He wants that. He wants you to come to him just as you are, you know? And he doesn't want you to be afraid to to talk to him, to to ask him for help. Like, in some moments, I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help right now. <laughs> That's it. Please. That's the prayer. Help like, me. <laughs> and then out there's different signs or people or sayings that, and I'm like, wow, you know what? I know you have my back. <laughs> and and just in, in moments that in like that, it's like little things like that. I'm like, wow, like, thank you, God. Like, yeah. and I know like, you're, you're here, you're listening, you know, um, I think that was the big um, transition for me was I stopped seeing him and viewing him as this perfection, this like perfect, you know, being. And I mean, he, he's still perfect. I'm just saying like, I didn't want to. An untouchable, right. an untouchable relationship right. where you can't do anything right. Right, exactly. There's some religions that really, um, they really make people feel i know people in yeah. these different religions make them feel like they can't do anything right mm -hmm. and he's not accessible because you can't do you cannot do anything right so he's not accessible but i know what you're saying yeah you felt like you had to see him as a him right as a love right it's like when we see jesus like i think that's why one of the reasons why god sent jesus he wanted us to see him as a human right that experienced everything he mm -hmm. went through everything that we've been through mm -hmm. and he wanted us to know like make it personal mm -hmm. i can't just be this untouchable thing i'm not untouchable you have to have right. faith to know to get to know me and faith to see me exactly and but it's not something where you can't uh you have to be perfect because no one is perfect mm -mm. and god there doesn't want you to be perfect. perfect yeah he only, doesn't want that he's only perfect exactly you know he wants he wants relationship mm -hmm. he wants progression not yes. perfection and he wants authenticity yeah and, and vulnerability wants, yeah that's so good that you said that yeah. i'm how glad you, that you know that yeah i just like how do you expect god to really you know to understand certain things that you want to change for yourself if you're not coming to him boldly with and with things. honest yeah, <laughs> yeah like in honesty you know he wants that he wants you to to come to him flaws and all yeah you know and once you sit down and you're real with him real with him that's when you're gonna see his that's when you're gonna see him i personally for me yeah i had to get real with him yeah and i don't think for me i don't believe that god sees something and would call it a excuse me, a flaw. 
I think he calls us, um, you know, we, he knows that we have a very human experience. Mm -hmm. We're housing the spirit within us, but our, the temple is living a human experience. Right. You know, we hold that spirit inside of our temple. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think he calls us that he says, oh, you're flawed daughter. I think he just says, just keep coming to me. Yeah. And everything that you that you think, because our mind is like, oh, we're flawed. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did this. Oh, we have shame. I mean, shame happened. That was one of the very first things that happened between God and human mm-hmm. was shame. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think like those things that happen, he wants us to just bring it. And he and the more we bring it, like right. you're saying, the more you got vulnerable, the more you were real and mm. raw before him. Because in him, I was having this conversation the other day, there is no vulnerability when we're in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. We just are. He is and we are. We don't have to be vulnerable with him because he knows everything. Mm-hmm. He knows everything about us, stuff we don't know yet. Right. He knows what's going to happen to us tomorrow. Right. He knows what we're going to do tonight. He already knows. And he still wants us. So as we are with him and in those moments when we're in his presence and we're seeking him i don't believe it's a vulnerable i think in our mind we see it Mm -hmm. and we need to hey i'm going to be raw and open right and we say okay god here i am Mm -hmm. and he says yes just keep coming to me because i'm going to make if you let me i'm going to make your path straight Mm -hmm. if you let me i'm going to heal your heart if you let me i'm going to show you beauty for ashes Mm -hmm. yes this is awful this is devastation this is traumatic what you're going through and it's not just death people have been abused Um, there's all different things that make us come into this this space where we don't feel we can come to him because we're angry we feel sometimes we feel dirty mm-hmm. or we feel all of these kind of things you know i've been doing this and i shouldn't have and i know i shouldn't right you know but he's like it's okay just keep coming just keep coming to me and i'm gonna show you mm-hmm. before you know it in some time it's gonna take a lifetime of our relationship you're gonna look back and say Oh man, I don't even do that no more. Like I don't want to do that. Right. Well, look, you don't even know when it happened, but because you're in that relationship, it's like being in a relationship with your employer. You may be sitting at home on the weekends, hair in a bun, um, you know, sitting on your couch. You may be spilling something on your shirt when you're eating at home, and you don't care. You just, you know, you're a little sweaty. You may mm-hmm. not have showered since Friday, and it's Sunday morning, and you're going to now take a shower. <laughs> but when you go to work, you're coming. You got your hair done. Mm-hmm. You got your clothes looking nice and neat. That's the relationship. You're honoring the relationship. Right. So it's in the same. It's in the same vein. Like over here. Hey, you know what? Guess what? You can bring. You can be all of that before me. I don't need you to put your hair in a bun, but as you respect our relationship, because you get to know me more, mm-hmm. and you get to know, it's funny how we get to know how much he loves us, which makes us want to straighten up more. Right. Isn't that funny? Right. Like, mm-hmm. we know he'll accept us as we come with our pain, with our resentment. God, I'm upset. I'm pissed off. You took my dad. Mm-hmm. I need him. He is the closest. I need him. And you took him. Mm-hmm. You know, and why mine? Why me? And we can come with him with all that. And he, and, and it's like, I love you. And then when he's loving us, it's like, 
oh my gosh let me let me come up let me, next time i come let me, right. let me get a little you know it's like the relationship mm-hmm. makes you want to be better mm-hmm. like being in a marriage a marriage mm-hmm. should make you want to be a better wife mother person mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. So it's just, it's kind of funny how that works. Like we come in pieces and as he starts to put us back into a beautiful mosaic with all of our broken pieces and makes us whole again and we're whole by his light and his love, we see, oh, we start to straighten up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And It's just loving him, the relationship. I know one of my favorite scriptures says, loving me empowers you to do my will you know and i'm paraphrasing so you guys can find that i forget the 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 location but jesus is speaking that it's like loving me empowers you Mm. to want to do better to Mm want to be better and it's like i can relate to that because when i met my husband that was a relationship in my life that made me want to be a better yeah woman so i can be better for him Mm -hmm. i want to be growing for him i want to be you know Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of similar similar situation yeah so that's beautiful that you were able to have the maturity to say you know what i had to get vulnerable in front of him Mm -hmm. and i had to show him and and confess yeah and say hey this is what i'm i I don't know Mm -hmm. and allow him you allowed him i think a lot of times we don't um we don't allow god access to us Mm -hmm. and so it's like if you just allow him some access just a tiny tiny bit he's that powerful and he doesn't push the door open he'll come into that tiny bit Mm -hmm. and then you'll want more and it comes a little bit more and then you want more so becoming becoming young lady i'm proud of you thank you i appreciate you and your transparency because, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard out here, especially nowadays, you know, when I was your age, and, and this is crazy, because when I was your age, a little younger than you, and I lost my dad, the times were different. Mm-hmm. We didn't have an iPhone yet. <laughs> iPhone was not a thing. Can right. you imagine that? I can't. We still had flip phones. Which is so there was sad. Blackberry? Is that, was that a thing? Blackberry razors. Oh my gosh. I Your still, dad had a Blackberry. He did. And I could never communicate with him because I didn't have one. I was like, and then the iPhone, it was, we had the first one, he and I. That's right. Of course <laughs> he, he like, came home you better with the go first get you. Yes, he did. <laughs> Girl, you better go get you one of them iPhones. I was like, what are you talking about? I like my red little flip phone with my little R. Kelly song <laughs> ringtone. Stop. I'm not going to tell y'all which one it was. I wasn't always, yes. So. No, but you're right, though. It's like, a different It's a time. different world. And so everything's accessible. Mm-hmm. Everything is, is you're able to um, see more things. And, you know, for me, it was, it, thank God we didn't have, oh, gosh. To have to read over and over again that he's passed on every news media outlet you know on these places and people talking that was that was really hard for me yeah i was in that and yeah because you had to relive it every Every single single time time. i remember i was in the house for like five or six months i didn't want i didn't go anywhere i just stayed in my mom's house and um i wouldn't go anywhere and so we salsa dance and so um 
she said come on let's go out let's get out of the house and I was like I don't I don't want to and she was like come on let's just go we'll just go to our you know our favorite place that we know the owners and you know it's kind of a smaller place and everything well it wasn't that small but it was a weeknight Mm -hmm. and I was like oh I didn't want to go yeah and I was like, okay, it should be safe. Because for some reason, I became very, very, my introvert, I always say I'm an ambivert, so I, I swing heavy on the introvert side. But I do, I am able to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, social and be, you know, uh, on the uh, extrovert side. Right. But this, when he died, it sent mm-hmm. me. Of I course. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Because yeah. every, everybody. And so um, we went to this salsa club to go dancing this night. And I was like, all right, this should be a safe place. No one's going to say anything. And as soon as we get there, we sit at our table and this man comes up. I'm so sorry. For, and I just like, I burst into tea. I'm trying to like hide it. Right. And I'm out in the public and I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have come. You know, it just, it's mm-hmm. hard. But, you know, nowadays it's, your culture was different at the time. Mm-hmm. But thank God, almost, almost. But yeah, no, we're going to thank you, God. We thank you for all of it. But thank God that yeah. you were so young. So you didn't have like the phone thing mm-hmm. and all that, mm-hmm. you know, when yeah. you were little. Yeah. Yeah, I was, it was, I, I remember literally like the day after it was on The View and like it mm-hmm. was on Google and all that stuff and then you know of course everybody at school they don't, they don't know what to say they're awkward yeah. you know and so it was <laughs> it was not a good day I remember that day Ugh, it wasn't fun it wasn't fun but but look at you now I know what didn't kill you it didn't it, take you out right your choices that you made after did not take you out because mm-hmm. we can put ourselves in danger, mm-hmm. like you said, um, in a in a or in a places where we're making choices that just and we keep following that. Right, you got a hold of yourself because it's our choice. We mm-hmm. got to get out mm-hmm. of it with a good support team. Right, and you did have that. You had a good support around you, um, but look at you now. You know, yeah. you look back, and maybe you didn't think that you would get here. Yeah. But you are. I am. And you're doing well. Thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be a good person. No. <laughs> a progressing person. Yes. That's all we can that's all we can do. Becoming. You're becoming. I'm still becoming yes. in the most beautiful ways. <laughs> with the help of God and just love yes. and my family and you you help me a lot <laughs> i love you yes and so i don't need to ask you the impact but what would i say what what could you offer um someone who uh may be experiencing something like this right now um i mean you've said a lot about it already so i would say keep your head up and you know um they can't lily they can't keep their head up but i mean Meaning, like, obviously, phys- like, obviously, like, but, like, just, I know it's I know. hard. I know. I know it's hard. Trust me, I know. But, unfortunately, you have to. You got to keep, keep your head up yeah. mentally. Keep your mental in check. Yeah. Continue to, you know, seek that reassurance and love from God. Um, 
just yeah that's that's all I have to and 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 really learn to let go of what can't be changed there you and go. to wow. move forward wow. in practicing you know love every single day I know it's it can be hard but little little practices every yeah, day so can go good. a long way really and really. it takes time to develop a strong foundation with God but it's just those little things you know um, little things as far as just like asking him boldly like God I need a sign I need mm -hmm. I need a sign of your love today like mm -hmm. please show me however you want to show me but like just little things like that it does go a long way I got one for you and we'll close on this one what would you tell your 13 year old self right now as your 26 year old self because I heard I think it was uh, Brene Brown that said adulthood is where we deal with the things of our um of our childhood the unfinished business I think she said of our childhood and I probably messed that up but you can google it that's that's the the crux of her quote there so what would you tell 13 year old little Lily like about this moment that she's in devastation I would keep it as simple as saying it's gonna be okay mm. at the end of the day it is gonna be okay and God's got you and continue to just seek his love and his his protection and it's gonna be okay it's good mm -hmm. it'll always it's always gonna be okay at the end of the day it doesn't matter what your current situation is as long as you keep yeah. that faith in knowing that then it's going to be okay yep. better than okay yeah, and to maintain my faith and maintain the, my love for God and to, to maintain my, my, my spirit, you know, keeping my spirit, you know, as clean as I can, as, as loving as I can. Mm. Because without a loving spirit, you can't really, you can't have a fulfilling life. Yeah. Love is, is conquers all. Yeah. God is love, you know. Yeah. We are forms of love. Right. So, love expressed. Yeah. Precious. That's precious. And I would tell her to have grace for yourself mm. and yeah. those around you. Yeah. Cuz your family goes through it. Everyone's mm -hmm. going through it differently. Mhm. Mm That's true. Everybody and I would tell her I'm going to be here for you. Oh, no matter thank what, you. no matter what anybody says. Period. Wow, this has been a very telling conversation. I appreciate you, and I thank you for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> and I pray that someone is encouraged and inspired and empowered in their walk mm -hmm. to just seek him little by little he will he will direct you he will cover you mm -hmm. he will protect you he will um, remove because sometimes when these things happen we feel like we lose people along the way sometimes those people weren't supposed to continue on with us their purpose in our life had in our lives had been served and it was beautiful and we move into the next with the next people he's going to surround us with. So I would just um, encourage you that remember that as long as you have breath this morning, you woke up, 
you have a purpose. God loves you. He's for you. And um, nothing's ever too bad for him. Mm-hmm. You can bring your your anger, your pissivity, your 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 hurts, your questions. He loves your questions. Yeah. You can bring all of that to him. And he will cover you and lead you. Completely. And to ask for that, I ask for that every single day. Yeah. Yeah. You got to ask for it every day. Guidance every day. Wisdom every day. Protection. Every day. Faith. Yes. Every day. Discernment. Right. (laughs) And grace. (laughs) Yes. He says he gives us that grace every morning. Yes. It's fresh and it's new. I need that grace. (laughs) Girl. Don't we all? (laughs) Okay, everyone out there, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We have new episodes posting weekly, so click the subscribe button, and please share this love with someone you care about, especially someone that's going through um, some of the challenges that we talked about today. Challenges are often opportunities for faith building, so, you know, everything's about perspective. Um, Don't forget to follow us at love-manifested.com. We've got a few more other little goodies over there in our sew line of clothing, our Survivors of the World's clothing. You can purchase over there as well and um, connect with us. So to all you precious hearts out there, remember, like I just said, as long as you have breath in your body, you are still part of God's plan. So focus and manifest his love wherever you go until next time bye bye